Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on P. Diddy, Mary J. Bly, The Baby, BTS, JoJo Siwa, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio is all I need. In the views and celeb news, I'll ask him. That's entertainment. Who became famous? Number one source of pop culture. Radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save adolescents from the ghetto town of Asia. Gotta make a change in. That's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The business is nice. The jazz is the better cruise. There is no car. I win cause you play the Just tuning in you, for the first time, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. Uh, I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and celebrity news and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347 637 2656 and press the number one. You can also like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto 14. That's S T I L E T T O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny uh, 65 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. And also, too, if you want to make a comment in the chat room, the chat room is now open. And if you'd like for me to read it on the air, I can. Just uh, type into the chat room, and uh, we can talk about it. Um, Lots to talk about as usual on this Wednesday afternoon Uh, You know, I just wanted to uh, talk about um, certain uh, particular people in Hollywood That just recently passed away Uh, Gavin McCloud, who we know from the Mary Tyler Moore show And the Love Bow, he passed away earlier this week at the age of 90 Uh, Joe Laura, who we're going to be talking about in the show Who played Tarzan was in a plane crash. He passed away. Robert Hogan, another veteran actor who passed away this week, uh, he uh, passed over the weekend. He was 87 years old. He's known for such shows as Murder, She Wrote, Law and Order, and Gunsmoke. And I I forgot to mention uh, one of my favorite comedians, uh, Paul Mooney had passed away, I think, a week or a week and a half ago, you know, the comedic genius who uh, was very controversial, who also wrote for the Richard Pryor show, he passed away, so I wanted to give a shout-out to him. But as usual, we got a lot to talk about this week. This week we're going to be talking about P. Diddy. Apparently, uh, this is a very interesting story. The night that Notorious B.I.G. was shot and killed, well, according to the FBI, uh, that worked on the case, they said that that bullet was intended for Diddy. That's right. We're going to go into it, and they, they're going to be making a movie about this uh, starring Johnny Depp. So uh, interesting, very interesting. Uh, speaking of P. Diddy, you know uh, Mary J. Bly um, uh, worked with P. Diddy on some of her hit songs, and, you know, she was the first, she was the kind of like the first lady, well, she and Faith Evan was kind of like, the, well, no, she was on Uptown Records. But uh, Mary J. Bly was saying in a recent documentary, that, um, her 1994 album, My Life, 
was an album where she it was her most influential work uh for the and, but also it was one of the darkest albums at one of the darkest times in her life. She talks about it. We're going to talk about it. Uh the baby might be clear from the shooting incident in Miami, but uh not his entourage. That's right. And uh music fans are melting. For butter, you know what I'm talking about. South Korean star K pop band BTS has hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart yet again with their English recorded song titled Butter, and they're breaking major records. I tell you, they're breaking major records. We're going to be talking about that. And uh, YouTube star JoJo Siwa uh, is she's supposed to be in an upcoming movie called Bounce. And in that movie, she's seen kissing a man, and she wants the producers and the director to cut, edit that part out because since now she came out and she's part of the LGBTQ community, she wants that part out of the movie. So without further ado, uh, let's get started. And there's a lot more where that came from. Uh, Diddy was the intended hit the night that Notorious B.I.G. was shot and killed, according to a retired FBI agent who worked on the case. The late rapper, whose real name is Christopher Wallace, was killed on a Los Angeles street in March of 1997, and the gunman had never been arrested. Even though Agent Phil Carson is convinced, he knows the identity of the shooter and the man who financed the hit. He tells the New York Post uh, the corrupt Los Angeles cops covered up the investigation and the rap star was not the original target, explained that Diddy was pretty freaked out when he was told the news. Meanwhile, Don Sikorsky and Brad Furman, the producer and director, respectively, of the film City of Lies, will, will take a deep dive into the unsolved death of both Biggie and Tupac Shakur, having backed up Carson's claim, revealing that they had read sealed court files behind Wallace's case, which suggests a Nation of Islam convert was the killer. Now, Sikorsky and uh, Furman are now hoping that City of Lies, which stars Johnny Depp as the real-life Los Angeles police detective Russell Poole, will put the killing back into the spotlight and reinvigorate the investigation. Now, according to Carson, they nailed it in the controversial Amazon movie, which suggests that rap mogul Marion Suge Knight orchestrated the hit from jail, and he's speaking up now to seek the justice that eluded him while he was on the case. And he claims there's another evidence to finally saw Biggie's murder. A civil a civil case filed against the Los Angeles Police Department by the Wallace family in 2002 contained much of the evidence about the murder but remained sealed under order of a federal judge. Wow. So they said that the bullet was originally meant for Diddy. Wow. I can imagine what he was thinking, what he was going through when he heard that. Uh, with the new documentary... The queen of hip-hop soul is revisiting a watershed period in her illustrious career. On Tuesday, Amazon Studio rolled out the trailer for Mary J. Blige, My Life, a retrospective chronicle of the singer-songwriter's seminal 1994 album. For the 82 minutes, the beloved nine-time Grammy Award-winning R&B icon revealed the demons and blessing that expired the recording and propelled her from the property-stricken projects of New York to international stardom. In the process, she celebrated the 25th anniversary of her most influential work by performing the album live for the first time. Bly said in the clip, quote, that my life is probably my darkest album and one of my darkest time I had. Most of the time I was just depressed and didn't want to live, unquote. Released on November 29, 1994, My Life was the second full-length studio album released by the Bronx Bowen singer following the breakout success of her triple platinum selling debut, What's the 411, two years earlier. Featured songs such as Be Happy, Mary Jane, All Night Long, You Bring Me Joy, and an updated cover of Ro uh, Rose Royce's 1970s classic, I'm Going Down. 
the Sean Puffycomb Helm Opus was a chart-topping, triple-platinum success, proving that Blige was here to stay. Taraji P. Henson, Alicia Keys, Cone, and Jeff Redd, the 1990 R&B crooner credited with discovering Blige, appeared in the documentary. And I remember a time when Mary was going through a a lot of things in her life. She was going through a lot of depression. Uh, At one time she, um, you know, especially after the divorce from her husband, you know, she was feeling bad, plus she uh, she was allegedly uh, doing uh, drugs, doing some coke and everything, and it it she was it got so bad that sometimes she uh, didn't feel like performing, or she would miss her cue, or you know, and also at the time when she was dating uh, JoJo from Jodeci, they had a kind of a um, a messy relationship as well. So I remember, and and a lot of people said that some of Mary J. Blige's best work was when she was in pain, Uh, you know, when she was depressed and down, and and she produced, uh, she created a lot of hit albums when she was in pain. And when she wasn't no longer in pain, some said, oh, this is not, we like, this is not the same Mary that we're used to. But, you know, it, 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 it. I remember when she was going through it. So uh, it's very interesting that we're going to get to see it on this documentary. Um, the baby might be clear from the shooting incident in Miami, but not his entourage or a rapper, Wisdom Akonuchi Awuti, who is signed to the rock star hitmaker label, was reportedly arrested on an attempted murder charge in the wake of the ordeal. The 21-year-old was also slapped with a charge of aggravated assault with a firearm. He was said to be part of a group of males who was involved in an altercation with the alleged victim outside a Miami restaurant. While the victim tried to escape, the MC allegedly fired a bullet that eventually striked one of the men's legs. In addition to wisdom, the, uh, the Daily News claimed a man named Christopher Urena was also arrested on charge of first-degree attempted murder, aggravated assault, third-degree grand theft, and weapon possession in connection to the Monday, May 31st shooting. The 29-year-old reportedly shot one of the victims in the back. The alleged victim reportedly remained in the hospital in critical condition. The baby himself was previously detained by Miami Beach Police Department for questioning. Luckily, he was released on Tuesday afternoon, June 1st, following the uh, interrogation. His attorney confirmed to TMZ that he has been released by the police. No criminal charges have been filed against him. The shooting occurred near the corner of South Beach Ocean Drive and First Street near Prime 112 Steakhouse just after 11.30 p.m. on Monday. And at that time, the baby entourage and the alleged victims were caught in an argument. Wow. Uh, music fans, get ready. And the, the music fans are melting for butter. And I'm telling you, it's just been a frenzy. The South Korean star K-pop band BTS has hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart yet again with only their second English recorded song titled Butter. The song overtook Olivia Rodrigo's Good For You, which sat on the top spot last week. Now, Butter rise to the top of the chart places BTS in an exclusive club of just seven other artists to achieve their first four number one songs on the Billboard Hot 100 in less than a year. Other artists who have done this include the Beatles and Mariah Carey, with 32.2 million streams in the U.S. on top of the 243,000 units sold in the week ending May 27. And according to data from the Nelson Music and MRC data, it's easy to see how popular BTS is, is in the United States. And on the digital side, the premiere of the music video for Butter marked the largest premiere audience for a music video in YouTube history with 3.9 million fans tuning in to watch. The previous record was set by BTS as well when they released a video for their other English language hit, Dynamite, which garnered 3 million live viewers. Over 100 people watched the Butter music video within the first day, and that's according to YouTube. 
On Spotify, 11 million users streamed the song within the first 24 hours of its debut, beating out the previous record holder, I Don't Care by Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran by nearly 65,000 streams. And this is according to USA Today. I tell you, BTS is on a roll. And Army, their their fans, the Army, they are not playing around. I read also, uh, I don't know how true this is, but there was a uh, rumor going around how um, the people of South Korea, South Korea, wasn't too happy uh, that BTS is singing this song in English because they wanted them to continue to sing some songs in Korea, and they felt that. Uh, that the only way they, for them to be successful is to sing in English. But I'm going to tell you something. Once you make it here in the United States as an artist, a music artist, or a band, or a group, you have a right. And I don't see nothing wrong because let me tell you, the majority of BTS fans speak English. Not just in here in the U.S., the U.K., uh, India, other countries all around the world, the majority of them do speak English. They have a lot of English-speaking fans. So for them to do this, and also with the success of Dynamite, why not? Why not make another single in English? I mean, it's just it just makes sense because it puts them over the level of being one of the first South Korean boy bands or K-pop bands to ever to achieve this goal. And hopefully other K-pop bands will follow suit as well. But some of the, uh, I mean, it's understandable that, you know, yeah, uh, BTS is ours, they're a South Korean band, they're, they're our people, they're from our country. We want them to continue to to take their music and, and keep it within the culture, and I understand that. But with the success that they had from Dynamite, it just made perfect sense. And I'm going to tell you something. I predict this is not we, – we sh, I, sh, I predict there are going to be more English singles to come from BTS due to the popularity and that most of their army do speak English. Uh, right now we got 16 minutes after the hour. You're just tuning in. You're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder. If you're not a registered listener here on BTR, register. It's free. Uh, that way you not only get to listen to my show here on the network, there's other shows as well, everywhere from social issues, uh, sports, business, uh, you name it. So register as a listener and it's free. Um, also, make sure you follow us on uh, Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. And you can also follow me as the letter 14, like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. Uh, YouTube star JoJo Siwa is not about a kiss scene in her upcoming movie, Bounce, and does not want any part of it in the film. In the movie that has yet to be given a release date, Siwa kissed a man, but the singer who recently came out as a member of the LGBTQ community opposes the scene because of her current relationship status. In February, Siwa posted her first image with her girlfriend, Kylie Prue, showing the couple holding hands. Despite Prue approving of the scene, Siwa opposes doing it because of the potential problem it can cause with her fans who may find it weird to separate Siwa in her movie role and who she really is. Bounce is a movie based on a book by author Megan Shull in which a girl wishes to switch families during the holidays. Siwa, who played the main character in the film, Siwa came out in January garnering widespread praise from many celebrities and the LGBTQ members and activists. However, many were also displeased with her announcement. Because remember, she uh, was a 
a role model for a lot of young girls who followed her and liked her, and she became a, a YouTube sensation. But then when she came out to say that she's gay, there was a lot of mothers of 13-year-olds was like, well, I guess I will not be. It's conservative families, I should say, was like, I'm, we're not going to be watching her because she came out as gay. So they were like, I guess my daughter will not be watching or tuning in. So she got some backlash from that. Uh, NSYNC star Lance Bass and her uh, his husband, Michael Turchin, are expecting uh, boy and girl twins. The couple who had been married since 2014 confirmed the news to People magazine in an exclusive interview. For years, Bass and Turchin have struggled to have children as they encounter numerous problems with IVS and the surrogacy. And after nine different egg donors, the wait is finally over. The babies are due in early November, but the couple is hoping to get them before Halloween because Bass, he he says that he needs them to be Halloween babies. Whenever they arrive, Bass and Turchin are looking forward to the joy of parenthood. Ariana Grande may not be ready to start a family with Dalton Gomez, the thank you next hitmaker who tied the knot with her fiancé more than two weeks prior, reportedly is not in any rush to have kids with him. Though uh, Ariana would love to be a mom one day when she's ready, dreams of being a mother are something special that would love that she would love to pursue a few years down the line, but she has a lot of work to still do professionally, and she is a workaholic. That's what one source claimed. Ariana and Dalton got married in an intimate ceremony on May 15. It was not until a week later she decided to unveil pictures from her big day. Several snaps posted on Instagram saw her and the luxury real estate agent having their first kiss as husband and wife. Some others, on the other hand, show the position Saunders posing by herself in her elegant wedding dress. Ariana and Dalton got engaged in December 2020, and before dating her 25-year-old boo, uh, the victorious alum got engaged to comedian Pete Davidson. The former couple, however, called it quits in 2018. And Paramount has unveiled the first trailer for upcoming iCarly reboot. Arriving on Tuesday, June 1st, the video see Carly Shay, played by Miranda Cosgrove, returning alongside her friends following an almost 10-year hiatus. The trailer opened with clips from the original series while the beloved theme song plays. Later, using a pair phone, her friend Freddie Benson, played by Nathan Kress, is seen filming Carly, who says, Welcome to the new iCarly. Carly can also be seen enlisting and her brother, Spencer, Spencer Shea, played by Jerry Trainer, to he's helping her to revive her web show. And on the new iteration uh, of the series, a new character is also introduced. Lacey Mosley joined the cast as Harper, Carly roommate and new best friend. Carly is also going on dates with someone that Harper recommends recommended to her. Now, Jeanette McCurdy, who played Carly Rambunctious' best friend, Sam Puckett, on the original series, will not be returning to the revival as she recently announced that she had quit acting. The revival is produced by Nickelodeon Studio and um, Awesomeness. Uh, Jay Coden and Ali Shutin, uh, the exec that produced the show with the later writing the pilot. Uh, Miranda also served as an executive producer, while Jerry and Alyssa Vandenberg uh, serve as producer. And uh, Phil Lewis, who famously portrayed Mr. Mosby on Disney Channel, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, he's directing the pilot in addition to joining the team as executive producer. The first three episodes of the 13-episode first season are set to premiere on June 17 on Paramount+. Plus. The rest of the episodes will air weekly on the streaming platform. Blair Underwood and his wife, Desiree DaCosta, has decided to call it quiz. Taken to his Instagram account on Sunday, May 30th, the self-made actor shared with his followers that he and Desiree, who tied the knot in 1994, put an end on their 27 years of marriage. In a joint statement that he shared on the photo-sharing platform, the former couple said, quote, after a tremendous amount of thought, prayer, and work on ourselves individually and collectively, we have come to the conclusion to end our marriage that began 27 years ago. 
He also went on to say it has been a beautiful journey. Concluding the statement, the pair thanked people for their support throughout the years. The Quantico alum and his wife also humbly asked for privacy and understanding during this new season of change. And Sabrina Peterson has responded to T.I.'s laughing off to her apology request. Prior to this, Sabrina, who used to be a family friend of T.I. and his wife, Tiny, revealed that she's willing to drop her lawsuit against the couple whom she accused of sexual assault if they apologized to her. However, uh, T.I. made it clear that apologies apologizing is never among his plans and battling the serious accusation level at him and Tiny. Posting an Instagram, uh, a picture of himself laughing out loud with Sean P. Diddy Combs' party, the Atlanta rapper wrote in the caption, an apology? Draco voice hashtag what it comes to. Tiny also chimed in. The escape singer wrote in the comment section, LOL, it's too early for this, sir. It didn't take long before Sabrina caught wind of the shade. In her own page, Sabrina posted a picture explaining 14 signs of narcissists that included two-faced, putting friends and family down behind their backs, lack sympathy for others, especially those that exploit and have trouble admitting their mistakes. She also posted a picture of T.I. posing with R. Kelly at the backstage of the disgraced singer's show. And during the Instagram Live on May 26, Sabrina demanded that T.I. and Tiny tell the truth about her. She said, uh, quote, tell the truth about what you did to me and apologize. I'm gone. I don't want one dime. I don't want one dime, unquote. She gave the couple seven days to issue an apology. Uh, Right now we have 25 minutes after the hour uh, coming up. Uh, Kate Winslet is letting it all hang out in her next role. She is playing a middle-aged woman who uh, is not looking that attractive, and she uh, made some changes on her look. I'll tell you more about it. Uh, Actor Robert Hogan, who is best known for his role in The Wire, has died. He was 87 years old. Uh, Tarzan, the epic adventure of uh, actor Joe Lara, was killed in a plane crash that left his wife and five others dead in Tennessee last Saturday. And 50 Cent has cast doubt on whether or not he will be involved in Pop Smoke's next next, uh, posthumous album. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Like Joe, shout out to Kimla though. 
And Tarzan, the epic adventure actor Joe Laura, was killed in a plane crash that left his wife and five others dead in Tennessee last Saturday. The 58-year-old was with his spouse, church founder Gwen Shamlin Laura, when the plane crashed into a Percy Priest Lake outside of Nashville. Rutherford County Fire and Rescue uh, had mentioned this, had reported this. Uh, Joe Laura first portrayed the title adventurer in 1989, Tarzan in Manhattan, a made-for-TV movie in which the character traveled from Africa to New York City. He took on the role again in the Tarzan the Epic Adventure series, which aired for one season beginning in 1996 and centered on Tarzan feats in Africa. Officials said that Laura, his wife, and five others were aboard a small jet when it crashed into the lake shortly after it took off before 11 a.m. Saturday. The jet has been traveling from Smyrna Airport, located about 24 miles southeast of Nashville, to Palm Beach International Airport in Florida. Authority says that the human remains and components of the jet have been recovered. And rapper 50 Cent has cast doubt on whether or not he will be involved in Pop Smoke next posthumous album. The musician, real name, Curtis Jackson, executive produced Smoke debut album, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, released five months after Smoke was shot and killed in a home invasion in February of 2020, but he told Chris Kalin he's unsure whether he'll be involved for the next record. And this is what 50 said. He said, I just wanted to make Quote, I just wanted to make sure that his record did what it was supposed to do. My interaction with Pop was like looking at me like I could tell him the the right way to go and that everything would work based on what I was saying, unquote. The album was a commercial success, debuting at number one on the Billboard 200 and giving Pop Smoke his first number one hit. A Los Angeles Police Department detective testified in court last month that the rising star was targeted by the four defendants charged with murder and robbery for the jewelry he was wearing in a social media post. He claimed that the youngest of the suspects, a 15-year-old, was the one who snatched Pop's watch, which was later sold for just $2,000. Taylor Swift is lending her star power to David O. Russell's upcoming movie. The singer-actress has joined the star-studded cast of the five-time Oscar-nominated filmmaker's new film, which is being developed at New Regency. The 11-time Grammy Award-winning artist will appear alongside Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Robinson, Rami Malek, and Zoe Saldana. Robert De Niro, Mike Myers, uh, Michael Shannon, Chris Rock, and Anya Taylor-Joy will also star in the movie. Swift have apparently quietly filmed her scene for the movie as it, were, it was reported that the production on the film has wrapped and details of the product, including the title and the storyline, are still kept under tight wrap as New Regency refused to comment on the news about Swift's involvement. Russell played critical acclaim for his film The Fighter in 2010, Silver Lining Playbook 2012, and American Hustle for, in 2013. He worked with Bale and De Niro in two of those movies. His last movie, Joy, which was released in 2015, however, received mixed reviews with critics praising Jennifer Lawrence's performance but criticized the writing and pace of the film. Lawrence also starred in two of Russell's critical acclaimed films, Silver Lining Playbook and American Hustle. And as for Swift, she has been starring in such films as Valentine's Day, The Giver. She also lent her voice for the animated musical fantasy comedy, The Lorex, and had her latest acting gig in Cats, the live-action adaptation of stage musical of the same title. The movie, however, was panned by critics who criticized the visual effects, editing, and performances, and was a box office bomb after earning only $75.5 million, while it reportedly cost $80 to $100 million for production. The long-awaited Britney Spears musical, Once Upon a One More Time, will open at the Shakespeare Theater Company in Washington, D.C. this November. The show was set to debut in Chicago in 2019, but was delayed to April 2020 and then canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. The production, which will run through the holiday period following fairy tale princesses Cinderella, Snow White, and Ariel as the come as they come to terms with womanhood. Uh, Spears, whose biggest hit will be part of the show, previously said that the musical is a dream come true for her. Last year, Britney's hit single, Baby One More Time, was named the greatest debut single ever 
by Rolling Stone magazine. A Quiet Place Part 2 has a loud start at the North American box office. The long-awaited sequel to 2018 sleeper hit, A Quiet Place has managed to snag the first place at the charge as it opened to an estimated $48.4 million over the weekend so far. It marked the biggest domestic debut since the pandemic era, breaking the record that was previously held by Godzilla vs. Kong, which debuted to $32.2 million last April. It also is less than $2 million shy of the $50 million debut of the original movie. Another new release this week is Disney Cruella, which took in an estimated of $21.3 million for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Spiral from the Book of Saw dropped two places to number three with approximately $2.3 million, bringing its domestic hold to $19.8 million so far. Wrath of Man trailed behind at number four with an estimated $2.1 million, while Rhea and the Last Dragon slipped one place to number five with an estimated $2 million. Uh, Regina King has responded to rumors that she is being considered to be a director for an upcoming Superman film for Warner Brothers in D.C. Excuse me. Claiming to have never heard the news before, the actress-director appeared to be flabbergasted when she was asked for her comment on the report. Now, Tiffany Cross of the Cross Connection brought it up during an MSNBC interview on Saturday, May 29th. And Regina responded, <coughs> excuse me, something got caught in my throat. Regina King, she responded with a laugh. She said, quote, that is news to me. You have broke the news to me. A news break live on MSNBC. And it appeared to be a bit fluster. The If Bill Street Could Talk star added that she said, yeah, that she had not heard that until just now, that she hadn't heard the news until that moment. Uh, The news broke in February that Warner Brothers and DC have greenlit a new Superman movie with uh, author Ta-Nehisi Coates being tapped to write and script and J.J. Abrams producing on his Bad Robot banner. Uh, Hannah Miguela will also serve as producer. Now, the plot details are currently unknown, but it's said earlier this month that the studio is considering to feature a black man of steel in the new movie. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, WB is looking for a black actor to portray the Tyler character, as sources told the site that Warner and DC are committed to hiring a black director to tackle what will be the first cinematic incarnation of Superman featuring a black actor. And along with King and Jenkins, Stephen Capel Jr. from Creed Two and J.D. Diller from um, Slate Sweetheart and Shaka King from Judas and the uh, Black Messiah are allegedly among potential candidates to direct the movie. And some of them have reportedly met with the studio while Marvel is said to be vying for same names on the list for its um, for its movie. Um, segment of featuring uh, BTS, Lady Gaga, and Justin Bieber had been cut from the Friends reunion special in China. Now, censors had decided not to air Gaga's Spelly Cat duet with Lisa Kudrow, a tribute from K-pop band BTS, and Bieber's appearance in a friend fashion show when the special aired in China. The stars are disliked by Chinese officials for insulting the nation in the past. Bieber was banned from the country in 2017 by government officials who called him gifted but controversial, adding, as far as we are concerned, he has engaged in a series of bad behavior, both in his social life and during a previous performance in China, which caused discontent among the public. And BTS upset officials about after they failed to mention the sacrifices of Chinese soldiers during the Korean War during the inception speech in 2020. And Gaga meeting with the Dalai Lama in 2016 irked leaders who considered him to be a threat. He had been fighting for uh, Tibetan separatism since the 1950s. Wow, China really holds a grudge, don't they? Uh, right now we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to play another music, uh, go to another music break, and when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere.
Chad Michael Murray is going to play Ted Bundy in a new movie. The 39-year-old actor will star as a serial killer in American Boogeyman, which has just been secured by Voltage Pictures and will follow the story of a detective and FBI profiler who make it at uh, make it his mission to pursue and bring down the serial killer. More recently, uh, actor Zac Efron played Ted Bundy for 2019 movie Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, and he confessed his mental health was put to the test during filming. Asked how he tried to limit the effect the role had on him mentally, Murray said, quote, I never played a role in which I had to separate myself. It was almost impossible. I would like to say I did that successfully, but I couldn't, unquote. The Academy Awards has set a date for its 2022 ceremony after a year of challenges that pushed this year's show to April 25th, the 94th. Oscars still won't return to its normal schedule if that's what fans have expected. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science has chosen Sunday, March 27th as the date for the upcoming awards show. It's a month earlier than this year's ceremony, but still a month later than the norm in most, most recent pre-pandemic years. The AMPAS was forced to give up its previous set 2022 date of February 27th, but it's not for COVID-related reasons. It's due to the month of February already crowded with the Super Bowl, which is set to take place on February 6th in Los Angeles, and the Winter Olympics from Beijing, which will run from February 4th to the 20th. And despite still not returning to its normal February date next year, shows will be back at Dolby Theater after being presented from a smaller site in the historic ticket lobby of the Los Angeles Union Station this year. Most of the performances of the nominees for Best Original Song, meanwhile, were taped during the pre-show from the rooftop of the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures. The eligibility period for the Academy Award consideration will return to the standard December 31st deadline after having been extended to February 28th for a 14-month Oscar year because cinema has been struggling amid the pandemic. With such a date this year, it will accomplish just 10 months where a feature film must have a qualified release date between March 1st and December 31st, 2021. Complete rules and specialty category submission deadline for the 2020 Oscars will be announced in June. And following this year, the Academy intends to expand the qualifying requirements for the 95th Oscars. Additionally, the Governor's Award, which was canceled last year due to the pandemic, will be back on January 15, 2022. The Oscar nominee luncheon, also canceled because of COVID restriction, is returning on Monday, March 7, next year. No host is announced yet for the 94th Oscars as the show has foregone this singular host format and went for an ensemble cast of presenters for the last three years. Uh Danai Guerrero is reportedly set to reprise her role as Akoi on, I hope I pronounced that right, on the planned Black Panther spinoff series for Disney+. Plus. Now, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the 43-year-old actress will join the project through uh though the details surrounding the deal has yet to be revealed. The news outlet stated that the deal was broken, uh, brokered, actually, by Hollywood attorneys, um, Jamie, Jamie Maldabaum. While not much is known about the spinoff show, it was said that the series will chronicle the origins of the hero and have Black Panther director Ryan Coogler as the producer. The news of the spinoff project arrived just months after Coogler signed an exclusive five-year TV deal with the Walt Disney Company. The spinoff aside, Coogler is currently working on Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. The filming for Wakanda Forever is expected to begin in Atlanta sometime this summer. Details regarding the plot line and casting are still scarce in the wake of Chadwick Boseman's death. And Chris North will be reprising his role as Mr. Big on the upcoming Sex and the City reboot for streaming site HBO Max. The actor will reunite with Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Christian Davis for the series title, And Just Like That. Confirming the casting news on Wednesday, May 26, executive producer Michael Patrick King said that he's thrilled to be working with Chris again. And just like that, how could they ever do a new chapter of the Sex and the City story without Mr. Big? John Corbett will also be back for the new series, reprising his character Aiden Shaw, while last week 
it was announced that former Grey's Anatomy star Sarah Ramirez has signed on to play new character Shay Diaz, a non-binary queer comedian who hosts a particular podcast. Meanwhile, HBO Max uh, uh, recently insisted that the new show won't be as white as the original, and they said that uh, they wanted to tell an honest story about being a woman in her 50s in New York, so it should all feel somewhat organic. And the friends that you had when you were 30s may not be the ones when you have in your 50s. Isn't that the truth? Uh, they didn't want to tell a story with an all-white writer or an all-white cast and because it's not reflective of New York. So they're being very conscious about understanding that New York has to reflect the way New York looks today. And just like that has since been reported to have added three women of color as series regulars. No details have been shared on the matter, but a source tell ET that those behind the spinoff are looking to cast two black women and one South Asian woman for these roles. Kelly Clarkson will fill the void in eligibility. Uh, the generous daytime talk show slot weeks after the comedian announced that she will conclude the Ellen DeGeneres show with season 19. It was reported that the Kelly Clarkson show will take over the former show in the fall of 2022. Kelly's self-titled talk show, which is currently in its second season, premiered in September of 2019. In June of 2020, it earned her a daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show host. NBC announced in December that it has been renewed for two additional seasons through 2023. The report came after Ellen confirmed her show's ending in the May 12 episode of her show. And Simon Cowell is considering moving to a streaming platform with his new talent show. The music mogul is the brains behind shows including The X Factor and the Global Got Talent franchise. And according to the Sun newspaper, he's weighing up his option as he prepares to debut another format. Sources told the publication that the show, which is expected to hit the U.K., won't land on ITV, which, is currently, airs, uh, which currently airs Britain Got Talent. With Simon apparently considered using a streaming service like Netflix instead of a, a terrestrial channel. Talks of a new show comes after Dad of once Simon reportedly canceled his upcoming appearance as a judge on the X Factor Israel this summer after breaking his back in a horrific bike accident last year. Variety reported that members of Simon's team reach out with legitimate concern over his appearance on the show amid the ongoing conflict between Israel and Palestine. The production company behind the show confirmed the mogul has canceled his appearance for his own reasons, but they declined to say whether Cowell would have any part in the production following his exit as judge. And country star Shania Twain has urged fans to be patient as they await her first new album since 2017 after having to overcome a series of COVID-19 related delays. Earlier this year, the uh, don't that don't impress me much hitmaker hinted she was working on some new material, but Shania now admits progress has been hindered by the ongoing pandemic, and she refused to put out anything that falls short of her usual high standards. As such, the singer wants to take time to perfect her song, although she hopes to have it all wrapped up for a Christmas release. Um, she said that um, she asked listeners to give her the benefit of the doubt, and she said, Cole, I want to give you guys something that you can be really proud of as a Shania fan. I want you to celebrate me, celebrate with me, and I'm definitely on a mission to make the best album I ever made. So please be patient. I want it to be worth waiting for, unquote. And addressing her self-imposed deadline, she also said that she's planning on releasing this album before Christmas, and that's her goal. Uh, Shania has another reason to have the follow-up to 2017's Now delivered to fans before the end of the year as she also posed to return to Las Vegas to kick off new dates of her Let's Go residency at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino Zappos Theater from December 2nd. 
Uh, the brains behind California's Coachella and State Coach Festival has promised fans both events will be back in 2022 after officially scrapping a late 2021 comeback. Golden Voice presented, uh, President Paul uh, Toled was forced to scrap both events in 2020 due to COVID, and now he has abandoned plans to stage a mini Coachella later this year, revealing his Indio Festival will be back in April of 2022. Now, Toled said in a statement that he's looking forward to being in the desert next April with all of our friends. Uh, Coachella is scheduled for April 15th to the 17th and April 22nd to the 24th, while Stagecoach will hit the same polo ground site for the weekend beginning April 29th. Lineup has not yet been released, but Travis Scott, Frank Ocean, and Rage Against the Machine were scheduled to headline the 2020 and rescheduled 2021 Coachella Festival. Rage Against the Machine, uh, Tom York, Run the Jewels, Danny Effman, FKA, uh, FKA Twig, The Baby, 21 Savage, Lil Nas X were also among those who were set to perform. Last March, Coachella 2020 was postponed from its original date in April to October 2020 due to concern regarding coronavirus. However, later in June, the festival was concealed outright for the first time in 20 years. And Versus co-founder Timberland and Swiss Beat dedicate their Sunday night rematch on the platform to late rapper DMX. The two superstar producers head -to -head, went head-to-head -head at Miami Florida Club uh, 55 for an online battle that drew a few hip-hop hip heavyweights. The Baby, Nas, Rick Ross, Fabulous, and Buster Ryan tune in to watch the fun while Missy Elliott applauded the pair for creating Versus. Uh, the duo battle Royale includes songs that feature collaborations with Aaliyah, DMX, Missy Elliott, Jay-Z, Justin Timberlake, and Nicki Minaj, Minaj, among others, with the pair picking 20 songs each. Swiss recently completed work on DMX posthumous album Exodus, explaining how he felt. Uh, he well, he said he felt he owed it to him and his family. The producer was tasked with completing the record following DMX's death on April 9th, and told Rolling Stone that the process was an emotional one. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>